Actually, one of my favourite things that I used to love to have was um, Sarah Lee, the cheesecakes. And I'd eat a whole cheesecake after dinner. That would be my dessert. <laughs> That's amazing. No, it sounds like um, the amount of kilometres that you swam, you well deserved it. This is Legends with Bevo. Thanks to Anytime Fitness Flanel, Renalake Electrical Services. Well, what a pleasure it is today to be joined by three amazing guests. We're joined by Laurie Lawrence, former Australian swim coach and been involved with the Kids Alive program for 20 years now. Mark Minicello, 259 games of NRL and six tests for Italy. And the last but not least, Tammy Van Witzer, over 65,000 kilometres swum, six world records. Five of those are still yet to be broken today. Great to have you all on uh, on Legends of Bevo. What a privilege it is. Thank you. Great to be with you. Uh, Laurie, we'll start. <laughs> you're, you're most welcome. Laurie, we'll start with you. Obviously, I mentioned uh, before you're involved with the Australian swim team as coach and you've been involved with the Olympics as well and we're super excited about Tokyo, not far away. And for 20 years, you've been involved with the Kids Safe program. Mate, talk to us through your journey in swimming. Mate, long, long story. Make it short. Snotty-nosed <laughs> kid in Townsville. Olympic swimmers came up. I was chasing autographs. Listened on the crackly radio to the 1956 Olympics. And uh, then I wanted to be a swimming coach. It all happened from there. Teacher and then a swimming coach. And I had lucky enough to coach world record holders. Stephen Holland's probably the, the super fish that I've ever uh, had. An amazing kid. I wish he'd have been playing for us state of origin last night. It would have been good. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, you can't wipe the smile off Mark's face at the moment. Hey, um, Laurie, also, mate, uh, 20 years involved with the Kids Alive program. Um, what is it about the program that you enjoy so much and, and how did you get involved? And tell us a bit more about it as well. Well, the Kids Alive program is about preventing drownings in kids under five. Um, when I first started... 63 kids under the age of five drown in Australia every year, which is just unbelievable. And I got into it by mistake and first year the drowning stats went straight down. So I had a tiger by the tail. I've been doing it now for 20 years. And the stats, I look forward to the Royal Life Saving stats coming out every June. And we've gone from 63 nationally down to 12 last year. So it's been a, an amazing journey with the media helping us. And now we've got this special things on where all our friends, Kids Alive friends, come in and read books for the kids. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. Um, for 20 years, it's a very long time. You must really enjoy being involved, Laurie. Look, it's, I love it, but the problem is if I don't keep it front of mind, the drowning stats go up. When I first started in Queensland, when we led the world per capita with preschool drownings, we had 23 little kids in Queensland drown. And I got to go around the state after Duncan Armstrong had won the Olympic gold medal. And um, I gave Steve Quartermain a bit of a touch up. And um, the drowning stats went from 23 to 10. Wow. And when I stopped doing it, stopped traveling, they went straight back up to 26. It's just, if you don't put it out there, the drowning stats go up. People have got to have it front of mind. And that's why I'm so fortunate to have people get on board to give us a hand. Because when you get superstars like 
Anthony and Tammy getting on board, Kathy Freeman, um, you know, Husey, all these people that have read the books. It's amazing the influence it has on young kids. Amazing. Yeah, well said. And those sort of stats speak for itself, going such, you know, making such a difference from what, 26 down to 10. That's huge, isn't it? And like you said, there needs to be more awareness about the dangers of, of kids being near pools and, and, and that sort of safety awareness. And that's so good this program is available. Well, I'll tell you something that really appalls me, and we don't know so much about it. For every one child that drowns last year's six, eight more suffer brain damage wow. and affected for life. That's because staggering. they get in, they get resuscitated, and that's the scary thing. Once little kids start to walk, crawl, that's when it's even more dangerous uh, before they learn to swim. So I'm just so grateful and thankful that people like Tammy and this, this uh, state of origin champion <laughs> who's smirking in the background <laughs> because of the victory last night, um, I'm so grateful that they've come on board to give us a hand. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen and ladies. Yeah, well said. And speaking of that superstar, uh, Mark Minicello, 259 games of NRL, six tests for Italy, um, a very famous name. Talk to us through your career, mate, and, and your journey into playing NRL. Yeah, I, I started playing when I was six. I was, um, you know, played pretty much my whole life. Uh, I debuted at the room. Roosters. Um, obviously, my brother played his whole career at the Roosters. We, you know, both debuted there, I, I, uh, and then moved on to South for four years. I got a got a really good start in, in in first grade regular there, and then moved on to the Gold Coast, where I'm living at the moment. Played eight years um, for the Gold Coast and hold the, the games record. What an amazing career! Um, and so, um, yeah, really loved it. And the sixth Test for Italy as well. That must have been pretty special to represent your country. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, alongside my brother in in uh, both those uh, World Cup to, uh, tours, uh, one in England and, and one here. And Tammy, uh, over 65,000 kilometres swum, six world records, five of those today are still yet to be broken. Phenomenal achievement. Um, talk to us through your journey in swimming. Uh, well, as a marathon swimmer, I'm a marathon talker as well, so I'll keep it short. But um, so I guess I started as a, um, a competitive pool swimmer and I got into lifesaving, which was um, fantastic. And, and that transitioned me into open water swimming and um, just started doing English channels and uh, just loved the challenge of being out in the open water and and um, then went on to do some crazy challenges. I've swum across Bass Strait and the length of the Murray River, which was two and a half thousand kilometres. So um, pretty, pretty amazing adventures and just wonderful to um, to meet so many people. But just so um, grateful too to be involved in the Kids Alive program because I just think it's such a fantastic, um, fantastic program for the kids. And I'm, I'm here in Victoria at the moment, and we've been in lockdown, so. Even more um, poignant, I think, that we have these wonderful books that the kids can read online and, and learn so much more about water safety. So it's um, fantastic to be here today and to be involved. Yeah, thank you very much uh, for that. Kids Alive Storytime with Famous Friends, um, very interesting title. You mentioned it as, as well there about uh, the importance of water safety for children. Laurie spoke about it before and those significant stats that are so important in terms of um, you know reducing the numbers of drownings that we have. Um, Tell us more about the program and, and what made you want to get involved and what you're enjoying about it so far, Tammy. 
<laughs> well, um, I've got a swim school as well here in, in Melbourne. So, um, so it's called Swimland and uh, obviously we help lots of kids and you just see the benefits of swimming lessons starting from a very early age when the kids come in sort of around about that five months of age, you know, we get the babies in for the water familiarisation and it just makes such a tremendous difference for them to have that awareness and learn the skills so early, life-saving skills. And I think that's why swimming lessons are so important. I mean, it's important for kids to participate in sport, but swimming lessons is a skill for life something that can save their life one day. So for me, it was a no-brainer to get involved with the Kids Alive program because they've done so much fabulous work over the last 20 years and created such a fantastic awareness. And we celebrate Water Safety Week every year and we sing the Kids Alive song and you can see all the kids know the words to the song. And as Laurie was talking about um, before too, it's about creating that awareness and keeping it front of mind, especially when the warmer months come around, we just need to continually get that message home. Um, and it's a great way to do it through the kids because they, they often remind their parents about things too. So that's what makes this program super special. Yeah, I think it's really important as well. Um, I know myself, I started swimming at a very young age and, you know, if I have kids in the future, I'm sure you guys will be the same as well, that it's so important now to educate kids at a very young age about the importance of, of water safety, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I've, I've got a 13-year-old now, but she started when she was six months of age. And um, yeah, it just makes such a difference. And it's such a lovely journey to do with your kids as well. Like, you know, being in the water with them when they're babies and, and you know, staying with them and, and teaching them the skills. It's just such a lovely, beautiful bonding time. So for parents, it's also something really nice to be able to share. And a lot of parents don't know how to swim either. So it's a good opportunity for, for parents to learn how to swim and also those life-saving water, water skills. Yeah, well said. And, and Mark, your involvement in the program, um, how did you become involved and, and tell us what you're enjoying about it so far? Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a great initiative. Um, you know, we, we've, we've all heard the stats. You know, I've got four boys myself and um, when we moved back from, from England uh, back to the Gold Coast, it, we're surrounded by water, you know, and, and say, water safety is a massive issue and it's something that I want to you know teach my boys and and then you know if I can impact other other parents and other children's lives to to make sure that that water safety and that awareness is out there you've got so many different bodies of water you know, the beach the pools the you know the the streams and rivers that so many people up here on the Gold Coast you know just enjoy you know I've got like I said four boys at 10 eight seven and, and a two-year-old so you know, we're going to be going through that, you know, swing process again with, with the young fella. And um, this message is out there, like Laurie said, you know, if it's not front of mind, then, you know, people forget about it. Parents are busy. Uh, so it's just getting that awareness out there, pushing that that same button so people, you know, get that water safety that they need. And, and it's a great it's a great thing that we can do it through these books. It's, um, you know, they're, they're pretty, pretty fun. Yeah, it, it's something that um, we all need to be a little bit more passionate about and teaching our young kids how to, how to be safe in the water. Again, yeah, well said, and, and it's great that you're involved, um, Mark. And, and like you mentioned, it's, it's wonderful that, that your four kids as well, you're so focused on, on helping them with, that, with the program and, and getting them involved too. It's great. Yeah, as you said, it's a it's a skill for life, and and you know, being up here and being able to enjoy the water in the in the heat in the summer, um, it, it's something that that is a must for me as a parent anyway. So hopefully, other parents you know think of it the same way. And Laurie, uh, let's get back to your amazing swimming career as the um, coach of the Australian Dolphins. Talk to us through some of the highs and lows of your coaching career. They've all been highs. I've been to eight <laughs> Olympic games. The only low is New South Wales beating us at State of Origin <laughs> last Wednesday night. That's the only low in my life. <laughs> so, you know, I'm so, 
I'm so fortunate. The pool has been my palace with Duncan Armstrong beating Matt Biondi, six gold medals at the Olympics, and Armstrong grabs him by the juggler and gives it a shake. I mean, Wickham had the world record for something like 12 years, but, you know, I took her in a marathon swim once, and that's why I have to take my hat off to Tammy. She was hopeless. She was, <laughs> but over 800 metres 800 meters in the pool, she was a ferocious competitor, ferocious. But she hated getting out of the open water, out in the marathon. And we actually, I took her over to, to Italy once uh, to race a marathon over there. And she finished it and uh, got out, took her cap off and said, that's the last marathon I'm ever doing in my life. So, Tammy, I take my hat off to you. Uh, it's wonderful. <laughs> It's a, very, it's a very different world between pools. Yeah. It's very, it's very different. I remember that. It actually, is a Laurie. different world. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as for Minicello, he deserves four boys after uh, beating us the way they did the other <laughs> night. I hope they give you a lot of strife, mate. <laughs> we, we better, we better, we better talk about that game. Funny you mentioned that, Laurie. <laughs> it's, um, three, three of my boys are Queenslanders. Can you believe it? Oh, hey, <laughs> you. Are they cheering for well, us? We big oh, my. I know. I I'm so disappointed. That. I should have driven them across the border to have them, really. Uh, I wasn't dedicated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have, to, uh, I have to admit, I've always been a Queenslander, even though I live in Adelaide, lived in Adelaide majority of my life, I've always been a Queenslander. And so I was a bit sad myself the other night as well. But, hey, credit to New South Wales. They were amazing. Uh, Mark, you must be a happy man. Yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, a proud New South Welshman with my brother playing yeah, so many years there. And, um, you know, they're striving to get there as well. It's um, to see the way they played and, and the pride they 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 displayed out there was um you know it's, it's a great feeling I, I was sitting there with, with my boys watching it they had their Maroons jerseys on and a little bit of banter going on, but they were very quiet by about half time <laughs> and uh, the state of origin like it's just such a such an awesome thing and, and it is pretty big here in adelaide obviously we saw last year we had a, a great crowd in november we were able to get it here for the very first time and and I, th I think it's going to be here again next year i believe as well it's um it's a wonderful concept so you know you mentioned before your brother anthony played a number of games for new south wales what do you think makes state of origin such a special thing mark oh look it's um it, it's it's a game like no no other you know the, the rivalry yeah, the passion that, that's shown by not not the not just the players but the the fans and and everyone involved um yeah it's it's something that uh, is probably unrivaled in any other sport that just the competitiveness and the the toughness and what you really need to go to go through to win a series is um you know it's the pinnacle of our game really it's just an amazing event an amazing event yeah i i think the afl fans are quite jealous, I think, because we used to have a great state of origin competition back in the day when you know SA Victoria and for ages have been talk trying to trying to bring it back, but I just don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. Um, but it's amazing that the NRL is still able to have Victoria versus Queensland and and players just taking it so seriously, mate versus mate. 
um, smash, each, smash each other and then go and play again together the week after or against each other. It's just brilliant, isn't it? It certainly is. It's, um, you know, it's an amazing uh, concept. Yeah. Uh, Tabby, we better get to you, get you involved again. Um, the six world records, obviously, that's an amazing achievement. So well done on that. But uh, what have been some of your biggest achievements through your swimming career? Um, oh, look, I'd probably say um, one of the most um, difficult but most enjoyable was swimming the length of the Murray um, and, and getting to see one of our you know, greatest waterways in Australia. It's just, it was fantastic from a number of perspectives in terms of meeting all the people who lived along the river. It took a long time to get it organised because um, I had to do all the logistics for it as well. It had been swum one time before and the record that I had to break was 138 days of consecutive sort of swimming. Obviously, I slept every night because I had to contend with um, snakes and snags in the river. So there was a few small obstacles along the way, but um, <laughs> swimming about six to eight hours a day and it took me three and a half months to do it before I ended up at Goolwa, just past Goolwa, where it flows out into the mouth of the Southern Ocean in South Australia. So that was um, really Really nice. I'd been dreaming about getting to the finish for a long time. So that was that's probably one of my, you know, best memories, I think, in terms of um, swimming career. Lo- lots of highlights, but that that would have to be one of the best. Well done to you. And and now, Laurie, we'll, we'll get to you again. Obviously, Tokyo is not too far away. We're all getting very excited about it. We don't know what's going to happen in terms of the crowds and what have you. But um, we're definitely... Uh, just after the last 12 months, what we've been through and, and with the uh, with the postponement of the Olympics as well, how do you think the Australian swimming team's going to go and, you know, how are they going to deal with the Olympics being postponed for those 12 months? Well, some kids will be to an advantage because 12 months of a growth pattern in a swimmer really can make a huge difference. Kids can go to another level in 12 months. For those old stages that were hanging on and hanging on because this is their last year, they'd be finding it tough now because they'd have had to do an extra 12 months. But the young, hungry kids, they would be loving the extra 12 months to get there to the Olympics. But over there, there's going to be no spectators. The was talking to Kenny Wallace the other day, who's assistant chef to Michonne, looking after the athletes in the village. Um, he's an Olympic gold medalist. So I taught him to swim many years ago here on the Gold Coast, but he's an Olympic gold medalist for kayaking. He said the Japanese are going to test every athlete every day for COVID. It's going to take them 10 hours a day, starting right early in the morning. Athletes will be tested right throughout the whole day. There'll be no spectators by the looks of it. The Japanese people don't want it. But still, the Olympic Olympics is something very, very special. I think the Australian swimming team are going to do very, very well, um, particularly local girl on the Gold Coast, Michael Bowl, who coaches here at Griffith University. I, I put Michael on an Australian team as a swimmer many, many years ago. He's the top, top number one coach in Australia now. And I'm very interested to see how a couple of his athletes go, particularly Emma McKeon. Her mother and father both swam for Australia and a brother swam for Australia, but she is looking very, very good. If I had a, a few dollars, I'd be putting a quite couple of dollars on Emma to come back with quite a few medals. Wonderful. And, and here from a South Australian point of view, can you see Kyle Chalmers going back to back? Kyle Chalmers is a competitor. And if you're a competitor, you can do anything. Kyle Chalmers is a great athlete. He's had an operation, as you know, 
swimming there in South Australia on his heart. He's overcome that. He's swimming faster than ever. The guy that he's got to beat is a bloke from America who won uh, eight gold at the World Championships recently. He's going to be tough, but he'll be looking for his shoulder when Charms comes down the final 50 metres. I'll tell you now. Yeah, fingers crossed he can do it again. He's a terrific fellow. I've interviewed him a couple of times and, yeah, just one of the nicest blokes. So, yeah, well said, Laurie. Let's hope that, that the Aussies can uh, do us proud. And, and uh, Mark, we'll get back to you again, mate. Um, 259 games of NRL, the, the six tests for Italy. And, um, you know, you mentioned as well playing overseas for Hull. Tell us about some of your finest achievements during your rugby career. Yeah, well, um, I never never achieved a grand final victory here in the NRL, something I always wanted to achieve. But, uh, you know, highlight here in the NRL, well, I played the semi-final against my brother to make the grand final in um, 2010 and the Roosters beat us in that and went through uh, to the grand final. That, but that was still a, a pretty special moment. Um, you know, parents didn't know which on that game and um <laughs> you know that, that always sticks out again I, I played with my brother in, in city country um fixtures um a few times which always um, a proud moment and, and playing for italy with him alongside him but then you know we when i moved to the super league we, we went back to back uh challenge cup uh winners uh first time whole fc ever won at wembley then that was um a pretty special special experience uh you know in in the super league the the Challenge Cup is, is is a very uh, it's almost people would rather win the 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 Challenge Cup than the, than the Grand Final. So it's uh, it's it's the oldest competition in the world, really, and that was a pretty special moment for me. Um, being involved in winning back to back titles for the first time over there. Wonderful, and Tammy. Um, we spoke before about some of your amazing achievements. I'd just like to know from a personal perspective how the heck you were trained for some of these amazing events that you've given the road records that you've broken over the years. Uh, yeah. Well, lots of hours in the, lots of hours in the pool to start with, but um, it is difficult because you can never like emulate what you're going to go through. Obviously, you know, trying to prepare for say, a, you know, an ultra endurance event, which is, which is sort of where my specialty is, is the, you know, I, anything over 40 kilometres and I start to sort of come into the fall, which is, which is bizarre, but I guess it must be in the genetic makeup. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, look, you, you just do a lot of hours in the pool during the week where you're um, pretty much training, you know, with heart rate and, um, you know, doing the normal types of swimming that um, pool swimmers do training, but um, just on greater levels in terms of distance. And then obviously you spend a great deal of time in the open water, often acclimatising because cold is a really big killer for us marathon swimmers. Hypothermia is a very scary thing to get. And quite often um, when you do cold water swims, like for instance, before I, I swam, um, Straight and also Loch Ness, I put on 10 kilos um, to insulate my body to protect it from the cold. Sounds like a really bizarre thing for an athlete to do. And um, yeah. actually, I was, I was the envy of my squad because we used to get weighed every morning and coach would like, you know, be monitoring our weight to make sure we're not putting on too much. And I'd be the only one in the squad going, Yes, I put on another kilo. Yes. <laughs> Most girls would hate so, that. <laughs> yeah, and one of the benefits. 
apart from all, there's many, there's, there's lots of hardships and there's lots of hard work involved, but probably one of the best things is that you get to, to have the, the diet of your dreams and eat lots and lots and lots of things that are not normally on the, um, on the nutritional list for athletes. <laughs> Mac has must have been on there, surely. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Because when you're, you're training sort of, you know, 20 to 25 kilometres a day of swimming, Trying to eat enough to maintain your weight is difficult, let alone trying to put on weight and a significant amount of weight as well. So, yes, I was having Maccas and KFC and <laughs> fish and chips and Mars bars, all, all the things, lots of chocolate. So basically, you know, if you're not sleeping or swimming, you're eating. It just becomes such a chore. And actually one of my favourite things that I used to love to have was um, Sara Lee, the cheesecakes. And I'd eat a whole... <laughs> Cheesecake after dinner. <laughs> that would be my dessert. <laughs> That's amazing. No, it sounds like um, the amount of kilometres that you swam, you well deserved it. So, <laughs> <laughs> that was one, one of the one of the few benefits of being a marathon swimmer, you can eat and eat meat, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> and before I let you all go, we'll just finish off with Tammy. What are you up to these days post your career? Um, so basically I, ha I have a swim school and so that keeps me pretty busy and um, I have a 13-year-old and she keeps me pretty busy running around after her with all her sports as well and I also do a little bit of, um, you know, motivational speaking on the side. So that, that keeps me out of trouble most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And you're looking, you're looking well. You still swim a bit as well? Um, yeah, look, I, I love to just get down to the pool, you know, try and get down two or three times a week. And when it's open, all pools are closed at the moment in Victoria, but when they're open, um, yeah. <laughs> I have to get down to the pool and have a swim and just, uh, you know, just turn over for four or five Ks. It's just nice for me to have my own think time and, yeah, a bit of enjoyment and a bit of running as well. I enjoy that too. Wonderful. Well, we'll keep up the great work there. And, uh, and Mark, we'll get to you, mate. So you're also looking in good shape. <laughs> so looks like you must do a keep in shape somehow. What, what's, your, what's your tricks of the trade these days? Tricks of the trade? <laughs> Lifestyle practices. That's <laughs> what it is. So, yeah, I don't I train for 20 years of my life and I probably only train once or twice a week these days, but it's all about lifestyle practices and, and what I put in uh, my body. You know, I'm a corrective exercise size and holistic lifestyle and a performance coach now and um yes yeah, so I, I help to teach people how to get out of pain and, and do uh you know postural assessments and write corrective programs and just teach teach principles of uh, lifestyle and how to live a healthier lifestyle so we're not um you know aging and and in pain uh so i like to uh yeah teach those principles I, I've, I've lived them for many years now and, you know, uh, tried to be as holistic as possible in my uh, performance and that sort of paid off, you know, playing over 400 games of a pretty physical sport and that's that's what I'm doing now. And then I've also got a um, – my brother's got a mini fit program down in, in Sydney. Uh, I've started that up in Queensland where we, again, teach uh, children to stay active and healthy, developmental skill-based games and teach them pillars of health, educate them around healthy eating, hydration, sleep, uh, the effects on screen time and and why we we shouldn't uh, be staring at screens too much, you know, the effects on our cognition and, and development. So uh, we, that's an in-school program that we're um, delivering and, and getting great results with, with kids. So... Uh, um, you know, again, it's all sort of aligned with just educating kids around health and well-being. Um, again, staying safe in the water all sort of plays a bit of a role in that. And so that's the the two main things that 
that I'm doing at the moment. And um, yeah, loving it. Plus, run around after four kids, no doubt, keeps you busy as well. <laughs> oh, weekends, I tell you what, is uh, pretty full on. They're all, I've got. I've got three of them at three different sports. So we've got league, AFL, and soccer. It's just mayhem. <laughs> uh, good, good on you. And, um, and Laurie, we'll finish with you, mate. Um, over there in sunny Queensland, what are you up to these days? I'm still involved in the swimming industry. That's, that's been my life. Yeah, it looks like we, uh, we lost Laurie. The, uh, the joys of technology, it's, it's a wonderful thing sometimes, but it can be very frustrating as well. But uh, before I let you both go, I um, always like to do this with my guests. It's a bit of fun. Your three famous guests, alive or dead, that you'd love to have dinner with. Mark, we'll start with you. I'd love it. Like I'd, my mentor and who I've been educated uh, through uh, Paul Check and he's someone that um, I've learned a lot of, of stuff from. So um, he's someone I'd, I could easily sit down and, and have a, a really long chat to do. Yeah, look, I, I'm a big fan of um, Roger Federer too. To be honest, I think he's been a, a great famous sports person. That, um... And and Tammy, who would your three famous people be? And Mark, thank you. I'm so glad you got asked that question first. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so my my three would be well. Oh. I was actually going to say Roger Federer as well because I'm a big fan of Rogers, and I just I just love the way. He is both off court and and on court. He's just you know the consummate um, sports person and what a great role model and just you know he's just yeah. amazing, and the longevity that he's had in the sport as well. I guess I would also love to have dinner with um, Gertrude Edley, who was the first woman to ever swim the English Channel back in, I think it was 1925. Um, she lived to be 98. So I never met her, but um, I would love to sit down and have a chat to her. Because I know she went through a lot, like at the time when she was trying to swim the Channel, um, lots of people believe that women didn't have a place in sport and so she um, had to fight through a lot of barriers to actually get across and, and have a crack at doing the channel. So she would be pretty amazing. And the last person is um, someone who's been a mentor to me for many, many years and been on a lot of my swims, and that's Dawn Fraser. She's always been an idol of mine. I was lucky enough to meet her when I competed at the World Championships in 91 and she was like the Australian team kind of like mentor and we became really good friends and strangely enough she became fascinated with marathon swimming and has been on my boat for many, many of my swims and um, and it's just so wonderful to have someone like that, you know, in your corner and fighting for you. So she's always great for dinner conversation, Dawn, so it would be good fun. <laughs> you both answered very well. Sorry to put you on the spot, but that's what I love doing. That's the best part about it. So... <laughs> well done on um on that on the dedication to to be able to swim that long it's um you must have went through some tough times so um that's uh that's pretty impressive from a from an athlete's point of view oh thank you so much Buck. i was actually thinking when you said you went back to italy i've done a race in italy from the island of capri to naples which is a 33 kilometer oh, oh, wow. swim and that was one of my nice. favorites as well who wouldn't love going to Capri? It's just swimming back to Naples that's oh. hard. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful spot. <laughs> and, hey, what about you, though, mate? 400-plus games. Your your body must be pretty bruised and battered, though, after all that. <laughs> it's actually nice. It's probably in the best shape of my career, to be honest now. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, um, like I said, I, I live some pretty um, holistic principles and, and really looked after my body, you know, only eat organically and, 
and you know whatever you put in you, you sort of get out and, and that that's true for for everything well um <laughs> we've, we've lost laurie but uh tammy van wister and and uh, mark manicello thank you so much for joining us legends with bevo and uh it's great that you're doing wonderful things with the kids alive story time program it's a wonderful program and and so important laurie touched on at the start with the amount of uh you know drowning deaths it's just too many and we need to continue to improve uh you know providing that awareness for young children about the importance of water safety so well done to you both